0: A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned.
1: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Takes all over the place. Takes all over the place. What? Takes all over the place. What? Takes, all over the place. Yes. takes all over the place. Takes all over the place. Takes takes <laughs> all over the place. That was perfect. Amazing. Hi, Stones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I am Nick, and I apparently have no idea what I look like because I keep comparing myself to people who look nothing like me.
2: DJ Skat Cat, aka okay, Meat Kat. There's a lot of hand gestures okay, in this episode.
1: Julie. It's a shame that this red light isn't actually a camera because there's been some wild hand gestures. And we're joined by the lovely Emma.
2: Yay,
1: Emma. Yay. And Frank, who is the canine version of the Nicki Minaj Roman holiday meme. Alright, Julie, what are we talking about this week?
2: We went in depth into RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12, Episode 2.
1: And I went in depth into the medium with your mom.
2: That sounds dirty. Um, We talked a little bit about the Love is Blind reunion.
1: Which I watched 30 seconds of. I
2: watched the whole thing twice.
1: I compare myself to a black drag queen.
2: Jack Shepard and Camille Johnny and Rob
1: Elhurie give li-
2: lots of insight into the male obsession with their
1: own bodies, and I provide unwanted feedback.
2: <laughs> all on this episode of Takes,
1: all, all over, over the place. place. Hot So let's start then with Drag Race.
2: We're
1: we're Yes. First of all, the most exciting thing about this episode was that Thandi Newton was in it. I adore everything that she does. Did she's so you ever wonderful. see
2: Flirting? That's a very old movie with Noah
1: Taylor. I don't know who any of those are.
2: Anyway, I love her also.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's, okay, Flirting all lot of point list.
2: Very long ago. Yeah. So don't worry about
1: it. Um, but she's just so amazing. I mean, first of all, she's just like so gorgeous and so engaging. And her presence is just like enrapturous.
2: She's a little beacon of light
1: for sure. She's precious. She's gorgeous. Yeah. And very sweet.
2: And she was a really sweet judge. Yeah. I don't know that she was as helpful as some other judges have been.
1: She was helpful at shutting down some nonsense that Ross Matthews was saying.
2: I just listened to his
1: autobiography, by the way, the new one.
2: Name drop. Drop name, name dropper.
1: Yeah, what was it about besides name? It was about all
2: the people he's ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Name dropping. (laughs) Fabulous encounters with people like Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) It was a lot. Yeah. And every episode, every chapter started off with a cocktail and then appetizer. So you had to listen to him read a recipe. <laughs> He's like, simple syrup. And I've already explained that seven times. It's equal <laughs> parts sugar and water. Got it girls. So, I mean, it was a joyful free read from the library. Yeah. <laughs> Gemstones high on the free library reads.
1: Yeah. Um, sorry, back to the yes. No, you're fine. My mom was, who thinks you're hilarious and like rarely ever mentions me, um, was like playing your clip over and over of the gemstone thing that's on Instagram. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah. She was like, but did you hear the, the early part where Julie was talking? And that's the part <laughs> I want you to focus on. I was like, yes, no, I mean, I was there."
2: <laughs> okay, back to Rag Race,
1: Raggrace. Raggrace! I'll try to part of Raggrace Amazing. So we meet the other six queens. Yes. And only one of them that we know of is a sexual deviant.
2: <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess, what do you think? Should we talk about Sherry Pie or should we not talk about Sherry Pie?
1: I think we should address why we're not talking about Sherry Pie in the future. Okay. Yeah. I leave that to you. So, these allegations dropped. I found out about them literally while Emma and I were watching the second episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12, and... Um, Twitter, (laughs) I'm like, doing my hashtags and my searchables. (laughs) Come find us. Hang out with us. We're really sweet. Um, It was all over my Twitter feed uh, about allegations surrounding Sherry Pie, who's one of the contestants on the drag race. So I was going through Twitter and all these allegations had dropped that Sherry Pie is like, almost like nuclear catfishing. It's beyond catfishing. It's just something even more depraved. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know a lot about fish and I don't know what, I get a dog fish, something more aggressive, maybe teethier, sharking, but barracuda, barracuda it was some next level castanza-ing, ca- <laughs> I think is what it's called.
0: Piranha was good, it's like man-eater shit. Piranha, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because, oh, and because it had so much to do with eating too, and men eating, um, did you read about all this? Yeah. Okay. I've.
2: Pulled up the
1: apology. I've got it already. Oh, be. my God. Um, what's his real name again? Joey. He emailed these people as a casting director, Alison Mossy, I think, um, saying that they were up for this part called Bulk that was being shopped around at all these different networks. So these aspiring people who he was emailing as Alison Mossy with these increasingly ludicrous and sexual demands to gain traction for the role... Joey, in real life, was also friends with them and was encouraging them to do the same thing. So he was coming at them from two sides. It was like full-on gaslighting manipulation status that ended with some of them, you know, masturbating on camera or, you know, doing things with sex toys for Joey's gratification. And there was some weird stuff about, like, first of all, like, do whatever you want. Just make sure it's consensual. This was not consensual. (laughs) But there was parts where he was like, and if you were like growing so rapidly because you were eating so much that your clothes started to tear as you grew. And how would that, how, how that make you feel? And it was just like, ah! did not love. So that's why Sherry Pie is canceled. And VH1 is going to go ahead with the season as I'm assuming that they can't like re-edit all of it.
2: Which is great because when they first did the American Bake Off here, Johnny Uzzini was the host of it. And after the episode one, he was also canceled from all these complaints from women in the restaurant industry. And so they just never showed it. So whoever won that never got their moment of fame. We never got to see what happened. So, I mean, I think I think it's a good decision. I want to see this go on. Yeah. I don't know that you should blur out her face during everything. and I, That's a one suggestion. Like, oh. No, one suggestion was why are you showing her at all? Mm-hmm. You could pixelate out over her.
1: I personally feel like this was the proper decision as well. It's like you acknowledged it. Um, spoiler alert, she makes it to the final four.
2: Well, we're, they what they're saying in their in their statement is she will not be allowed to participate should she make it to the finale. Mm-hmm. Some people, finger pointing, uh, found on Reddit that she has made it to the final four. Um, have you ever seen Crybaby? Mm-hmm. So I think that she, Cherry Pie, looks like Hatchet Face already. Yeah, she's not uh, one of my favorites. Totally. Her Gobbler is annoying. I thought she was so manipulative during the challenge, which we'll get to in a second. But anyway, and so the Sherry Pie why. thing is out there. Yeah. she did write an apology. I I thought it was fine. She's saying she's had she's been home getting counseling ever since, even before getting called out. That she realized she never loved herself.
1: It's like a lot of people don't love themselves, but a lot of people don't use that as a way to manipulate others and to never having like a healthy perspective with themselves ever again.
2: I feel like we all use our ability to not love ourselves. I don't want to see anyone masturbate to
1: read on Like, not video. to that degree. I mean, that's just next level. Anyway, it felt like a very prepared, canned response of like, okay, this is how I need to handle the forthcoming media nightmare because of my appearance over Pulse Drag Race, and I'm going to get ahead of it and, like, already go to therapy. I don't know. But
0: also, hopefully it's true. Hopefully it's true, She's yes. becoming less of a devious...
1: Love and light. Yeah. Love and light, for sure.
2: Anyway, <laughs> our first actual queen to enter is, is. Rock'em Sakura.
1: Ah, so fresh. I mean, she looks exactly like Kimchi and Trixie Mattel had a baby.
2: She wishes. <laughs> I. Yeah, going, moving on. Yes? No, I uh, mean, like
1: her makeup is very reminiscent of both of them. She's interesting. We learned through her that fart jokes are no longer acceptable <laughs> in the RuPaul's Drag Race Sphere by Michelle Basage. So, green is out and sore farts. Flatulence, No longer okay.
2: I know, but they said, make up a verse that tells us about yourself. Yeah. And so she farts. They all agreed that that was true. Yeah. <laughs> I I loved her in The Meet the Queens. She was my favorite. She was like sweet and funny. And this episode, she was... I went, no. Mm-mm. Too much crying. Too early. There's a lot of crying. A lot of, a a lot lot of, of crying. Yes, yeah. A lot of attention seeking, which obviously you're a drag queen, so...
1: Yeah. I mean, you can say... And I do agree to a certain extent that a lot can be done in the edit. Um, That's how I sound even remotely cogent is because Emma (laughs) makes me sound so in the edit. But when you have like three separate instances and three different outfits of you having a full on meltdown, that's less about the edit and more about, you know, pull it together, girl, like make it work. And by make it work, I mean, like steer off your lacrimal glands so they no longer produce tears. (laughs)
2: Well, and they have to do a psychological test before they get on the show. See,
1: really? Is that why I've never been on?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that and the lack of applying. But yes, that you have to do. They have to have a psychological background check and everything and to make sure you can handle all this shit. Yeah. Which obviously did a great job of weeding out Joey, a.k.a. Sherry Pie, and... <laughs> <laughs> Getting Rockham Soccer already for a total nervous break.
1: Day. Sherry Pie just is a master psychological manipulator, so she knows how to work the system.
2: I feel like I'm responsible. Like, no one's blaming you, no one's even talking to you. So, your little meltdown in the corner has nothing to do with anyone else or reality. Yeah. But, hey.
1: but it has a lot to do with reality TV. Uh, who's the second one, Tentor?
2: It would be Dahlia Sin.
1: There. Ah, who's like kind of a bitch.
2: She
1: yeah. Yeah no, she's a hundred percent a bitch. She says so. Yeah.
2: She's like I'm not a bitch, but I can I can be a bitch.
1: Okay, I'm a bitch.
2: She's from the house of Aja.
1: Which is very judgmental. This
2: is a knock against her for me, period. Mm-hmm. But she's gorgeous. Yeah.
1: Stunning. She's a look queen through and through.
2: And has like bizarre tattoos, like up the back of her neck and like in unusual places. I don't know. Banji, for sure.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. It reminds me a little bit of. Um, Miss Fame, just the tattoos, which is, like, here's this beautifully beat queen who's super gorgeous that then just has these interesting tattoos that are worked into it as well.
2: Sidebar, is Fame, like, a millionaire now, or is she just an Instagram queen? Like, I see her at, like, shows, and she's at yeah. Versace, and blah, 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 and she runs, walks some runways, but... Okay.
1: I never see any major promotions, because, like, her and Milk seem to be doing the best.
2: I really do not like the way I was. know. So, <laughs> like, PS... Made my insides hurt. PSA,
1: I do not pronounce the word Milk... No, properly. you're doing
2: it the way that RuPaul does it. That's how he
1: pronounces her name. Milk. Stop. That's how I pronounce. It. I don't That's know.
0: How he asked for a glass of
1: milk. Can I get a glass of milk? No, this is just how I say milk.
2: Well, you and RuPaul both do that.
1: We're uh, so much like Jan. I'm coming for <laughs> RuPaul's <laughs> position as the preeminent drag queen of the world.
2: I love Jan. So okay, good. Says Eager Beaver. Great. Yeah. This is my favorite show. I have wanted Bob said the same things. Yeah. Is my favorite show. I've watched it my whole life. I'm <laughs> so excited to be here. I'm totally ready. Let's go. It's like, and they're like, back up, eager (laughs) beaver.
1: It's like, why are we currently in a society where being over-prepared, or nay, prepared at all, is a detriment to one's character. Like, yeah, if you're going to be on a show, and you feel like you can be successful, prepare. It's not always going to work out, aka Sasha Bell. Do you remember her? Yeah, but
2: she's winning Instagram now. She's got a hot body and lost a bunch of weight, and could probably hang out with Dexter Shepard and Camille Nanjiani, (laughs) the guy from It's Always Honey, Milano. Yeah.
1: Do you wish I was one of those three men?
2: I sure don't. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, Jan also knows what she's talking about. I love Dahlia. Like, I'm rooting for her. Yeah, but you're like, I love Fosse. not the best.
1: Who's Fosse?
2: He, she, he. Don't don't hate me. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it was very... <laughs> just say I don't know. I know. It was just very Gia energy when she was just like, I found it funny that, like, ours was in color, but theirs was in black and white. And the producer's like, Do you think it was in black and white because it was set in the 50s? And she's like, No, no, I don't. Comment oh, to the lovely. end. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like the super vocal fry. Oh, God. I'm
2: just letting that end. But when Jan is dressed basically as Anne Ranking for the show, I just thought it was so great. Like, yeah. she really, that is. The right hair, the right outfit, yeah. everything. Strange body, but yes.
1: I mean, she doesn't have full-on Adore Delano hog body, um, and she's fully cinched. Sorry, I got
2: a hog body. I got a wrong.
1: hog body, and then rumor <laughs> Cordyak was just like, "Yeah, so what?" <laughs> like that's why uh, like the worst
2: the- ever though was a body made wrong. Sorry, uh, was that Alexis yes. Michelle? Yeah. Sorry. Uh... Anyway, we're jumping all over the place. <laughs> yeah, well, through That's drag a race. so
1: it's like still like basically on topic. So Dalia comes Sim- in
2: a denim outfit that made no sense yeah. to me. I did not think it was high fashion, and her hair looked like wet, but she's gorgeous.
1: But her looks for swing and fall were <gasps> and so stunning. And her final
2: runway, the red dress,
1: gorgeous. Yeah,
2: and not wearing any chest of any kind. She just looked. At, I thought. Yeah, fluid, I love when amazing that amazing makeup. Yeah. And then Ross is like, "Turn your makeup up." What? It's,
1: it's like, a man. It's a man. That somehow looks exactly like a woman. Yeah. Stunning.
2: Speaking of which, Jaden Essence Hall,
1: oh. the essence of beauty. Step your pussy up. Like, she's from the House of Raja. <laughs> Who did step your pussy up, up, if you wanna, what, what?
2: Wait, she's from the House of Raja? Aja. No, no. Jaden no. Essence Hall.
1: No, no, but I would so want to talk about Dahlia, and you moved on oh. without my consent. <laughs> 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 Sherry pie.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, back to Talia she, I know we already said she's from the house of Aja
1: yeah she's from the house of Aja but like he was like you need to step your makeup up and Aja for All Stars 2 had her you need to step your pussy up up where Vanessa Hudgens was a guest host and was like I'm really into voguing right now oh my now. god that was
2: awful I'm and really Aja i voguing so, Aja, in my opinion, delusionally thought she was really pretty and then, like, was shocked to find out that she wasn't, whereas Tanya is gorgeous, yeah. so I, think, yeah. I don't know why Aja would want her in the house, because she's so damn pretty.
1: Well, because she can, you know, keep under her little Tari thumbs, we'll play her. We'll, we'll, we'll rock em Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then we have... Jay Essence Hall. Jason That's all. I have all
2: the pictures i pulled up, none of them yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, who... Is obsessed with her shoulders and I am obsessed. As well,
2: she should be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I see a woman with the peekaboo shoulders, <laughs> so, I'm like, so that's all you got left is just your fucking shoulders. Like, put them away. Yeah. And then she had her shoulders and you were like, oh my God, that is who should have their shoulders on. <laughs> Only Jade Messensall.
1: <laughs> She's stunning and she immediately went to the front runners. Like, obviously, she wins this week, but she makes her own clothing, which I always love. A crafty queen who actually invests in her craft.
2: Um. Anyway, Jaden is Hall not the most attractive man in the world. Like I think Dolly is attractive as a man and a woman. Yeah. yeah. But Jaden, if I saw him walking down the street, he'd be like. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like Jaden and I have very similar faces. Um, what? Okay. Yeah, you're like looking- you, Asa Butterfield. <laughs> if you like put me Asa Butterfield and <laughs> her all in a row with the same exact person, I just feel like. Twinning. Okay.
2: If only you had on a beret and a puffy jacket. Okay,
1: no, when she's dressed as a man. So, obviously, I am more melanin deficient than she is. But I feel like we have similar facial features where we have got a prominent nose. And we sort of look like that turtle who's trying to eat the strawberry. I'll send it to you so you can put it on the website.
2: No, she has a long nose. She has an oval-shaped face. Maybe I just can't see it. I'll look close. I did love when she walked in and, uh, was it Sherry Pies? Like, whoa,
1: (laughs) There were moments that throughout this episode where I was like, oh, I actually like Bai and then I was like, oh, super can't, super don't, super won't.
2: I thought Jaden was also, Jada Essence Hall was amazing in the, um, in the musical number.
1: Yeah, the Fosse. Also, I feel like, I will say, this season feels like it's got really great roots from which to blossom into something beautiful, because all the queens feel very prepared, In a really cool, exciting way, where they're super gung ho, but they actually have laurels upon which to rest. That is deep. And they're using it as a springboard to success. (laughs) Rhyme time. Let me write my rap, (laughs) Rue. I'm coming for you.
2: So Sherry Pie comes in, blah, blah,
1: blah. Nope,
2: sorry. Uh, And the (laughs) designer who made all of her dresses (laughs) took to Twitter and said, I know you hate her, but please don't cancel me, and please look at all these outfits I made.
1: Oh, it deaf feels like... V. V. Faux show, bro. Yeah, I'm talking to this grinder right now, and... um,
2: Very attractive.
1: Very attractive. V-attractive. But I'm using my typical Nick Cotter mix of here's this, like, random word that I probably don't even know the actual meaning (laughs) of um, that sounds super fancy with, like, deaf and V. (laughs) It's like I'm (laughs) V-loquacious. Get to know me. You'll be deaf-smitten. What are we talking about? <laughs> Next queen to
2: entrance. <laughs> Season 12 is about to be insane. <laughs> They're probably all thinking on the odd one. You,
1: yeah. bet. <laughs> you got that right, lady. Yeah, 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 she's yeah, not yo. wrong.
2: Yeah.
1: Which I found interesting. I recently watched a compilation video of the entrances of every single queen that won. And every, nearly every single queen that won, everyone's immediately like, oh my god, she's so weird. She's so different. I don't like her. They win.
2: She's like, she's the one to watch. Yeah. Everyone else reminds you of somebody she doesn't.
1: You know? I mean, I'm glad that she's eating that humble pie instead of that sherry pie. Oh
2: <laughs> you know, you might make it onto the stage as one of the judges with your pie. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: I got Fanny Newton was actually saying funny things and they're like, mm, no, it's not a flagrant pun. That's barely thought out. So. no. Meanwhile, Robin was, ex- Robin was Katya as Bjork.
2: Call your girl girlfriend. Friend. Yeah. Like, are you translating everything into Swedish? Like what's happening over there? I don't, I don't know.
1: But it's interesting and it's fascinating and I do love Robin, um, when her like, Konnichiwa, whatever album came out in 2008 and everyone was like, Cobra style, like, that's actually really cool. I was like, um, do you mean be mine, exclamation point? Where in the middle of it, they have a musical talk break where she's just like, I bent down to tie my laces. <laughs> and I saw you with her. I wish you were mine, but you'll never be. Cut back to music. So gay, so amazing. Fosse, that's who Fosse is, Dahlia <laughs> Sin, right there. I mean...
2: Well, we loved, I think Emma has noted that the London people were so raw and real. <laughs> Anyway, but Aiden Zane wore the same leotard for two challenges, mm-hmm. the same hair for four out of the five looks. She is wearing a doily and mm-hmm. some yarn made boots.
1: Yeah. yeah. She's scrappy. Yeah, she's she's scrappy as hell. Where does she perform? At Laila. If Nowhere.
2: she five can. Never.
1: She gets off from her IHOP breakfast working. Yeah, she's just
0: getting her start on Um, RuPaul's track. I'm sorry,
1: are you maligning breakfast restaurant work? Rude. (laughs) So disrespectful. I can't even look at you because I'm busy looking in the camera. (laughs) It's actually a microphone. I mean, she was
2: great in the Fosse Challenge, I thought. When she was first, I was like, oh, God, good luck. And she was great. She was
0: fantastic. And I think she got really good
1: feedback. Like, she should feel good about herself. Um, Aiden Zane, the name itself reminds me of, like, an early to mid 2000s gay porn star that went on a rampage and like killed his studio producer but also looks a lot like Asa Butterfield I dare say even more than I so I'm intrigued by Aiden I'm intrigued by Aiden Zane I don't love her name it's reminiscent of a lot of scary things but she's kind of scary and I'm kind of into it
2: <laughs> and I liked it. And, I, and God damn it, I like it, all right? Okay, so in the spring-fall challenges, we both liked
1: Dahlia's winter where she had like the furry... Oh, my God, she's gorgeous. With the, like, um, baby hairs that have been gelled down. Super FKA twigs. Oh, my God, beautiful. FKA twigs is a phenomenal artist who dated Robert Pattinson, who was in the Twilight movies as the really pasty guy Edward Cullen, who people compared me to on my swim team because I glistened when I got out of the water because I'm so pale. (laughs) So
2: the list goes Robert Pattinson, Ace of Butterfield, Jaden Essence Hall.
1: Okay. Twins. are going <laughs> Okay, I'm, no, no. Robert Pattinson is, is extremely That's attractive. <laughs> I, yeah. which one do I look like? They'll be like, I don't know, them if they died. So, I don't think I'd look like Robert Pattinson. They would just compare me to him. To a uh,
0: vampire.
1: To a vampire, because I was <laughs> very pale. pale. <laughs> and he, like, sparkles in the sun. So, who are we rooting for? Have we gone through all the queens yet? No,
0: Jan. Did we talk about Jan in no, a... No.
1: Oh, oh, Jan! It, yeah, we
2: both said we love Jan.
1: Yeah, just Jan.
2: Because she can't be Jan Spores.
1: No, just as Britta can't be Britta Filter. Right. So, all you burgeoning drag queens out there that want to be on RuPaul, don't pick a copyright name.
2: But I guess that is your stick. Like that's why it made sense that she did the basketball thing. Yeah, they all didn't She's know who she was. <laughs> She's like, I've been working at this my whole life. I'm ready to go. I'm like, oh yes, she's bitch. She's a
0: cheerleader. I love it. Yes. <laughs> it is because it's so genuine.
2: And like, look how many different looks she brought. She was blonde on the runway, dark on the <laughs> runway. <laughs> runway. She looked
1: great. She was like Tracy Flick on Coke, but <laughs> endearing. And I loved every fucking minute of it. I mean, sorry, well-prepared queen who took notes that all the other judges gave to contestants for the past decade and filtered it into her drag persona, what's not to like? It's like, although sometimes people who literally change everything about themselves to conform to what the judges like, the judges are like, "Hmm, we don't know what we're talking about either, so now I'm going to say this is bullshit. It's like season six, America's Exile Model. Danielle, your gap tooth has to go. Season 10, girl, you need a tooth gap. We're going to shave down so you have a tooth gap. It's like, no one knows what they're talking about ever.
2: Who was that poor girl with the snaggle that they made Joni.
1: Is it Joni? It was Joni. Don't question me. It was a hundred percent Joni. It was
2: terrible. They did like eight weeks worth of dental surgery in five it's minutes. Funny. She's like, I'm okay. I'm like I'm okay.
1: She was like, I they've been at this for twelve hours. <laughs> and her teeth were literally points. <laughs> she looked like a piranha.
2: Piranha. Uh.
1: Ah. Sexy.
2: So I'm rooting for Jan. I think she's a breath of fresh air. I like her.
1: I, I, don't know, I don't know that any of the ones from this one grabbed me as, like, potential winners. I
2: know. What was it? The first week, I loved... Everyone I've talked to is like, the first week was so much better. I'm so much more into them.
1: Yeah. Like, Heidi and Closet is just, like, so fucking cute, and I adore her. <laughs> and I was... Just, the entire time, I was just like, what was missing? And I was like, Heidi.
2: We about to send them home one at a time, just like Domino's.
1: <laughs> Who are you rooting for, though? Heidi and Closet? In closet, yeah, I like her the most. Of this group of people, Jan, I like Jan. I like super passionate people who try really hard and are disliked for their effort. And it's like, fuck you, they tried. Caring is cool, okay? <laughs> and if people say that that's not cool, they're not really your friends. Nick and I may have spent too much time together. we spent a lot of time together. Um, What were you guys doing
0: together?
1: I don't know, but... It could be on the podcast. Oh, sure. You're like, amazing segue. I was like, I don't know. Here's what I want to talk about, though. (laughs) You set me up so beautifully. So, I had the distinct pleasure of meeting Julie's mother, who gave me a spiritual reading. Their assessment was that we are essentially the same person. Not Julie and I, but Julie's mother and I. And I have to agree. Um, I, um... We were talking. We did some numerology things, and she took my birthday. And what did she do with it? <laughs> she took my birthday, and she just like threw it out the window. And she was like, "You were born when I say you were born, <laughs> and today you are reborn, girl. Let's get sickening." <laughs> that was my mom? <laughs> She's
0: kind of amazing.
1: <laughs> um. So she. Has some, said some very complimentary things about both of us, I guess, because we're so similar. You and she to clarify, not you and I. Uh, I feel like I'm similar with everyone, because it's like, you like this personality? I made it just for you. <laughs> Who am I? No idea. But she sort of asked me a lot about you know, who I am, what my fears are, my concerns, what I would change about myself, sort of getting to know me, calling upon higher powers and spirits um, to sort of guide and encourage. And it reminded me a lot of something that I went to when I was like 11 or 12 that my mom took me to when she was just like, God, what the fuck do we do with him? Let's just try everything. And so it was a very sort of Eastern um, medicinal spiritual sage thing. But... We did the numerology thing, and then we had these gold coins the entire time. I was just singing Gold Coins by Charlie XEX, <laughs> which is just like a solid jam. Um, and I think the spirits enjoyed it as well. But, you know, it's just sort of like positioning something that I, have through my entire life, viewed as OCD as, you know, something through a different lens, because you're only coming at it typically from the Western medicine, psychiatric vantage that's super, you know... That. <laughs> you know, it's just very like, you know, therapy medicine. And it's just like, you know, we are vibrant and multifaceted people, and perhaps just relegating yourself to one slice of the pie when there are other approaches out there is short sighted and maybe not healthy. Uh, but my favorite part was when I was doing the typical, like, you know, I just like i am so there for other people and I just like can't be there for myself. And she was like, so we would call that arrogance. <laughs> and it was fantastic because um, I've been in so many different, I've been in so many different uh, therapy scenarios since I was nine. And I was initially diagnosed with OCD where I'm sort of like well-practiced into what they want to hear or how I'm supposed to present the facts in a way that they can disseminate. So it seems like I'm advanced, um... And usually it works, and you know I guess that's a little manipulative. Um, I think <laughs> Sherry Pie and I have a lot in common, <laughs> but it was interesting to have someone challenge me in that way and be like, okay, let's cut through the manufactured bullshit of how you're presenting something because that's something that seems super heartfelt and deeply transparent, but that's like surface level shit for me, and that's not something that requires any energy for me to tell because I told it so often it doesn't even feel like it's part of my life. So she was forcing me to go in a place that was deeper, um, super bluntly, and I needed the blunts. I was like, DJ Blunt's coming with the tunes from Parks and Recreation. Treat yourself! <laughs> and I did treat myself. And then we did sort of a tarot card reading, um, which was very eerie because the numbers that I was assigned based on my birthday were nine... Nine and two, and the numbers at the bottom of each of the cards that I got were nine, nine and two. So it was just like. Emma just gave full eyebrow on that one. <laughs> She's feeling it. She's feeling it. Was very interesting to feel that perspective, and I've always, and I get super deep, but I'm not a super organized religious person, and I've always been much more spiritual. Like I believe that there's something out there that's guiding us, and. It's maybe the same entity. (laughs) Can you repeat that hand movement? (laughs) Nick is reaching
2: for the sky. So I feel like there's
1: something out there guiding us. But it's very interesting. And it's sort of like applying. I'm very good at many things. (laughs) No, I'm very good at like understanding what I need to do and what will be helpful and what will be productive for me to do. But it's very difficult for me to honor that and actually turn that inward on myself. And this was helpful to get it from a different perspective and to hear those words. It's always helpful to hear those words of like, you know, especially when it came from someone who was being blunt and is not being like a sycophantic, yeah, I'm totally buying into everything you're saying. And so I support you endlessly. It's like, no, you're kind of being a dick right here and you're kind of being self-involved here. But this, this is your truth. And right now your truth is to not look at your past with such regret, which is where I am right now and where I vastly between. But ultimately, it's like, we all have regret about our past, and unfortunately, we can't go back and change it, but the most important thing is that you can't apply knowledge that you have currently to who you were back then, and it's unfair to retrospectively put your current future self to the past because your past self got you to where you are, and if you're here and if you're alive in this moment, it's a testament to everything that you've overcome, and you should be proud of the fact that you got here. Because the fact that you're here is a victory, and should be treated as such. And you can't focus too much on everything that went wrong with the knowledge you have now. So that's something that I know, and I just uh, try every day to actually feel.
2: And your homework was to do some singing and dancing and some writing, I hear.
1: Yeah, which also is interesting. Um, Micah, who I went to, had the same advice for me back Shut when I was like up. 11 or 12. She was like, "I really think you are you a singer," and I was like, "You know, I dabble." <laughs> Have you in my shower sessions? <laughs> um, but she said the same thing, that like singing is very important for you and like that expression and getting out of yourself and getting out of your head.
2: Um, so are you going to commit to the podcast that you're going to write every day now?
1: Just I mean, like I committed to the Twitter. I was <laughs>
2: Ah. The Twitter feed is up and running, so.
1: Yeah, no thanks to me. Thanks to uh, <laughs> know, the better so, cotter. It's so manifested. Yeah, no, I do like writing. The annoying thing about my OCD or whatever it is is that anything that I like truly value and enjoy about myself, I'm afraid I'll lose. So if or it won't be as good as I used to do it. So anytime that I actually practice it, um, anytime that I actually do it is an opportunity for me like to be like, oh well. I lost all my skills. I should have done it in the past because it's shit now. So fuck that. But she told me to write every day, but not be critical. And just write.
2: Good luck with that. <laughs> I
1: know. But just like write for myself. Just to write.
2: That's a hard one. And thinking, writing and thinking, no one's gonna look at it because I'm always like, well, when I publish this. Yeah, same. Same since the same. same.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, David is who?
2: As I'm, like, burning my journals from seventh grade still, like, I guess I can let these go. They're not, nobody really wants to hear about it. I was obsessed with Hans for this entire year, so was, I'll burn that. And I was like, nope, not yet.
1: I would same wait, I was cleaning out my uh, room, and by me, I mean, my dad was. Uh, and I still have, because they're doing construction in my room, so I've, like, resettled. And In the
2: refugee camp that is the, the third floor, floor of my It house. has its own bathroom.
1: Coma uh, City say white privilege. So, I um, I still have like all my notebooks from elementary school, everything. Perhaps we'll together have a burning ceremony. Of oh, that'd be so
2: sweet. Uh. Wasted, not even wasted. I mean, I don't not wasted, not wasted. But man, I go back and I'm like, really, this is all I did I was obsess about boys for years. Yeah. I Which, mean, my codependency ran rampant then as it does now. But yeah.
1: first of all, my mother's lovely. Have you yeah. met my mother? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, she's a gemstone. And so delightful. How many? A hundred. Wow. Yeah, no. And my mom, I guess we won't use real names, is one of the rare 100 job stuff. <laughs> you've
0: also called
1: her and caught it before. <laughs> uh, but no, I like. I often tell myself, and by often I mean like only when I'm on air so I can impress people, but I don't know what I did in some past life to have the family that I have because they are truly just like- Well, remarkable. didn't my mom
2: tell you that you had sex with John
1: the Baptist? Or something? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she was, she was also telling me about my uh, past lives- and she said, I'm very old. And I was like, you know, I've been moisturizing a lot lately. <laughs> um, she said, I'm basically, I've lived a lot of past lives and I have a lot of energy. Like I've, I'm, I'm high energy. Amen, sir. <laughs> and that like, I operate on like a, like a high frequency. Yes. Like I'm always vibrated at
2: a high frequency.
1: Vibology.
2: Which we did listen
1: to in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Vibology. What does it mean? No one knows. What were we saying then? Moving on. No, no, I had some (laughs) thoughts. About your past life, sex with John the Baptist or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, She said that the reason that I have difficulty truly opening up to other people and that I'm always quite. (laughs) Not just like. (laughs) I was like, is this why I can't bottom? Um, the reason I have such difficulty opening up to the people... That was beautifully crafted. God damn, you're good. Uh, I bought them for you. Um, the reason I have difficulty opening up is because I was hurt in one of my past existences. And she was saying a lot of like biblical times... Um, contemporaneously with Jesus, and that I maybe had a thing with John the Baptist. So I'm like getting down and dirty with John the Baptist, and as we fuck in, someone's like, "No, no," and someone hurt me, perhaps related to that, um, and that's why I have difficulty letting people in. Yeah, but it was good. Would recommend. Because if I was woke, I'd be fucking dudes, and I am.
2: Speaking of which, so <laughs> something I thoroughly enjoyed today by accident was Dak Shepard's podcast, An Armchair Expert, <laughs> and so he had on Kumail Nanjiani and Rob. Low. No.
1: <laughs> McElderry. The...
2: Thank you, McElderry. From, from its all sunny, always sunny in Philadelphia. Mac- Nick's favorite show that he's ever seen. <laughs> Loves the guess. So I think you remember when Kumail. Mm-hmm. that picture was posted we were like yeah, oh god he's that was our first episode yeah he's gonna leave emily this is terrible i'm so upset about it so they were all on there talking about their fascination with men's bodies and their own fascinations with their own bodies mm-hmm. and um it was great it was a crazy conversation you're like what is happening what are they talking about and that none of their wives enjoy their bodies at all <laughs> kumail's wife said you become very um sharp it's not comfortable to lay on you there's all these sharp angles now and <laughs> rob is married to Kristen from it's always sunny and she just said just just in case you're wondering i don't i don't find any of this attractive <laughs> at all and that the three of them generally spend a lot of time looking at other men's bodies and talking about who has a better body and dax likes to feel men's pecs and everything and so Rob then goes off on a rant about how he grew up in the gay community and he's always known he wasn't gay. But if he were, he wouldn't go out, out for one of them. He would go out for somebody like Ronan Farrow, who's, you know, so smart and classically angelic looking And the neck shepherd said, you know, he's such smooth skin. It's very glossy and moist.
1: Put the lotion in the
2: basket. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, you know, Rob may even want to see the the dick at some point and monica's like would well, you want to touch He goes, yeah yeah I'd pull on it and stuff but you know but i wouldn't i wouldn't want to put it in my mouth and i know that it wouldn't get me aroused and i'm just like literally cleaning my bathroom like what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> and then kumail says isn't it sad that we're all gonna die and not know what it's like to put a penis in our mouth
1: we also said like if we were truly woke yes if we we're truly welcome. Oh, you're right.
2: Well, Dax Shepard's like, well, you know where this is all leading. We're all going to turn gay. And we'll work out together for like four hours a day. We can shoot each other up with drugs and get more cut, and more ripped. And it was crazy. So do you have an ideal, like, movie star or body that you're like, that's it?
1: No. There's no, there's no one particular body. I mean, everyone has celebrity crushes, but there's not, like, super hardcore overlap between my celebrity crushes that, like...
2: But they were saying, like, like, the most popular body that women find attractive is Brad Pitt and Pit, Fight, Fight Club.
1: Club. And I would 100% agree with that. And then... I would 100% agree with that.
2: <laughs> then Rob was saying that Marky Mark in his Calvin Klein ads is his favorite body to look at. He was, like, too beefy. And then Kumail was saying the Hemsworth. Hemsworth? Helm, helm, Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Hemsworth. I
1: mean, the Hemsworths can take the helm, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, the Hemsworths are...
2: But I liked Christian Bale right before American Psycho, right before he got super ripped. Ah, sure when he was a little right. soft and he had his old teeth, he had this big like British eye yes. teeth, and he, he was Laurie in Little yes. House, Little Women, not Little House of the <laughs> Prairie. He would have been great in that as well. But I loved him. He was a little yes. soft and a little doughy, so. and his eyes are deep set and gorgeous in those. Big British teeth. Then American Psycho comes out. And that body, to me, it's frightening. That is a body of someone who's going to hurt you. Who spends (laughs) way too much time in the gym. Who's strong for no reason except to possibly kill you. And I was right. Murderer. So that was my surprise joy of the week. Dax Shepard's Armchair Experts podcast was listening to men talk about other hot men. I found very attractive. (laughs) Did you have any highlights you'd like to share? of the week yeah like your favorite song you're listening to or
1: I do have we've actually talked about the idea of like starting a Spotify for like totally our favorite songs and by we um, had an idea I mean Emma just told me that idea that she had well, and now I'm talking about it
0: that's why
1: she <laughs> see these cues guys you guys you guys are so are so it's like insane. the third
2: long setup <laughs> I, we made for you and you just swung and missed and went you know what
1: we should play tennis Tennis is canceled because of the coronavirus. We are not discussing. What's Geeky Burton's going to do? <laughs> She's unemployed. Um, yes. So, I like to win, and I found a song that resonates with that without being too heavy-handed. It's called Win, and it's by Nasty Cherry, and that's been a fun one for me. I'm in a like nostalgic, super hyper gay zone right now, which interestingly is not my always zone. Um, but listening to some Holy Child, yes, Running Behind, Happy running, with running, Me, running, me running, both behind. excellent. Uh, listening to some old school icona pop, always a blast. Um, I'm listening to every song called Pirouette ever. <laughs> 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 Surprisingly, there's a lot just a
2: personal just, choice just a
1: personal choice I'm not sure why but that's been on my playlist this week there's one by Child um, which I don't <laughs> do know, you, know if that's how they up it how do you it?
2: spell Child it's
1: Child with three eyes. I assume it's pronounced Child <laughs> um, uh, but also by a group that's amazing Maiden Heights and all of their songs are absolutely fantastic Pirouette and Death are two of my favorites Take Take me me away. away.
2: So Nick and I were talking in our endless marathon of hanging out together today. (laughs) That until we find, or even in addition to or instead of, we really do need to do like a 30 Rock Mm -hmm. rewatch. Yes. So.
0: I already started last week. (laughs) So did I.
1: (laughs) Kids who didn't do his (laughs) non-time Interestingly, around episode four, I started and finished all of 30 Rock. And I'm now on to Chuck. (laughs) Put that in the discard pile with Younger and Better Off Ted and Greek. One of these days. (laughs) I'm just in a very nostalgic moment. Do you think you'd be able to watch two episodes? I can watch watch two seasons.
2: Well, I think we should take it slow.
1: Uh, You fucking started it. So I think, well, we could do like one, we could do like a separate thing. We'll figure that out. Okay. Emma's like, "Mm, can't (laughs) wait. Truth Booth.
0: Hi, friends. Emma here. Nothing to correct in the Truth Booth this week. I just wanted to take a beat to tell you how much we appreciate you hanging out with us and listening to this podcast. Things are unpredictable, and right now, anxiety is high. And while Nick, Julie, and I have no clue how to make it less so, we are accustomed to coping and have found that melting into the delights of shows, stories, and songs and laughing about them together has been immeasurably helpful, and we invite you to keep doing it with us. We love you and appreciate you and are here with you while maintaining safe social distance. And if you want to explore the grab bag of musical influences in Nick and Julie's brains, you can check out our new Spotify playlist called Takes All Over the Place the music behind the podcasters thanks guys
2: takes all over the place is a project of team takes aka nick cotter julie sunderland and emma cotter with the invaluable sound editing help from
1: phil cotter
2: and frank the awesome toenails on the wood floor from frank (laughs) we love you frank